five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. A fire alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Firefighters! Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire! In just a minute, we'll hear the outcome of Chief Cody's talk with Tim Collins and the chief's warning that Tim had better watch out for trouble from Polecat and Scrubby. But before we listen in on Tim's answer, here's something you'd like to know. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to Chief Cody's office at Fire Department Headquarters, where, as you remember, the chief has asked Tim Collins to outline the accident in which Engine 209 was involved. Now, uh, just to keep the record straight, Collins, you've handed me the report that Lieutenant Greenspan wrote up. Uh, Everything's in that report, Chief Cody. Mm -hmm. I want to hear it now as you saw it happen yourself. Oh, well, sir, responding to an alarm, we were rolling along the boulevard. At the corner where Hickman Street crosses... Gonigal slammed on his brakes. Good man, Gonigal. Never takes a needless chance. Go on. Yes, sir. A moment later, while I was on the rear step of engine 209, I couldn't see what Gonigal was stopping for. (laughs) But a moment later, there was a slight collision. That's when this other car's fender was ripped off. That's it, Chief. (laughs) The other car shot out of Hickman Street, crossed right in front of us. Great black billows of smoke. Was the driver insane? I don't know, sir. Maybe worse. What do you mean? Well, I'll tell you, sir. When Lieutenant Greenspan saw no great damage was done, he ordered me to drop off the engine and went on to the scene of the fire. Perfectly correct. He used good sense. His duty was to get to that fire. As long as his engine could operate or he had a man left in his crew. All right, go on. Oh, well, sir, then I got the names of the driver of that car and the man who was with him. Man, you say? These aren't just crazy, reckless kids, then, huh? Grown men, sir, in their 20s. A couple of hoodlums. And that's why I say they're worse than insane, Chief. Yes, I see what you're getting at. They know the damage they could do. They knew the chance they were taking, making a dash in front of a fire engine. A couple of tough guys. Oh, well, yes, sir. They were sort of tough until... Well, I I talked to them a little. Yeah? Yes, sir. I'm afraid I got a little tough with them myself, Chief. Good. Wish I'd been there. Well, Chief, that's all there was to it. Now it's up to the department to press charges of reckless driving. And you can be sure the department will follow through, Collins. But uh, watch yourself. Sir? You're on which platoon at Company 209, Collins? Uh, Third, sir. I'll be sleeping at the firehouse starting tonight. Mm -hmm. Well, then on your way to the firehouse, Collins, you'd better keep to the well-lighted streets for a while. Oh, you think those hoodlums might hold a grudge. Don't worry, Chief. I can take care of myself. I know you can, boy. But don't forget, a rat fights best in the dark. And these two are rats. Now, Chief Cody is speaking more truly than he knows, because at that very moment, the two men he is discussing with Tim Collins are holding a discussion of their own. Near the front of a shabby pool room in the low quarter of the city, Polecat is telling his pal Scrubby. Listen, I tell you, there ain't no mistake. This guy Collins, he goes on night duty tonight. The big, fat-headed, flat-footed... Like to busted my arm. There ain't no mistake, because my old lady knows the night watchman over to the bakery across from the firehouse, see? And tonight, this Collins, his gang, goes on night duty. Now, look. 
We get some guys together, see? The Collins, he's coming along the street near the firehouse, you see? And one of the boys goes up to him and he says, uh, pardon me, buddy, you got a match? Say it, then. Nah, 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 nah. No, no, listen. We beat up on him, see? No. Listen, we ain't gonna let him get away with it, almost busting our arms, the two of us. You want he should bust our neck, too? That guy plays rough. Well, the other guys, they can soften him up first. What other guys? Who's gonna trust us? Or us trust them so nobody goes in stools to the cops? Ain't we got enough? This Collins is gonna hang a reckless driving rap on me. Well... Listen, let me talk. I got the idea. Only we need dough. Yeah, dough. We always need dough. Yeah, but this time we gotta have it fast. You gotta ask your married sister, Margie. She'll give you some dough, oh, see? Oh, no, Poquette. Not again. Okay. You don't wanna square up with this Collins guy. Okay, I'll do it alone. Oh, what do you care how? You ain't going along. Not unless you get some dough off your married sister Margie. Listen, my married sister Margie's husband, he says, okay, she can let me sack up at that joint, he says, but no dough. Now, the next time I touch Margie for a piece of change, he says I'm out. Look, where's your sister Margie keep the house money? He don't even hide it. The guy she married, the big lug, any dough that's missing, he says I get my neck busted, and he will, too. What a dope. Uh, ain't he? No, 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 I mean you. What a dope. Me? Look. Don't nobody else live in that tenement, only you and your married sister Margie and that lug she married? Ain't there no neighbors? So what? So the house money gets took. Who done it? Me. No, no, no. The neighbors, Scrubby, the neighbors. Hey, maybe it would work. That's one I never tried yet. Sure, the neighbors. Tell them it's the neighbors took the dough. Come on, let's get going. Hey, wait. Uh, where's the guy that runs this pool room? Uh, Gimpy? He's down back at the pool tables. He's watching the guys at the tables. They shouldn't tear the cloth. Look, the cigar case ain't locked. The door's second open. Take it easy now. Just uh, kind of stroll past. He won't miss a handful, maybe. Ah, got him, Scrubby? Come on outside. Hop in a car and... Hey, you! Let me lower the cigars! Beat it! Boy, that car don't start up fast. Stop it, Steve! Stop it! Don't ah, go it. jump in the lake! Don't worry, we won't never come back. We shouldn't have let him see a bag of cigars. Uh, what's the odds? What can he do to us? Give me one. We got no time now. We got to get to your married sister, Margie Stone, and buy gas for the crate and fix it where we'll meet tonight. Yeah, uh, sure, but you ain't told me yet. What ain't I told you yet? I told you all you need to know. Oh, yeah. You never said what it is we're going to do tonight. How we're going to get even with that guy Collins and him pounding his ears safe in his bed in a firehouse. Ah, that's it. He ain't gonna pound nowhere in no bed tonight. That's the point. Hours later, as the city sleeps, a dim figure lurks in the dark doorway. As the sound of a distant motor is heard approaching, the skulking figure moves out onto the sidewalk. Scrubby, is that you? Who else? Get in. Thought you'd never get here. What are we gonna do? Seen any cops? A scout car went by just after 12. They never seen me. Well, pull into an alley and talk. Look out, you don't run into no dead-end alley. We don't want to get boxed in. I know these alleys like I know my own face in a mirror. Here, this'll do. Hey, this is the alley behind Foynihan's grill. I seen a box in a corner, the fire alarm box. Yeah, that's why we come in here. Are we going to bust in a Foynihan's and set it on fire? Hey, that's an idea. We go around setting fires. Ah, and then... pipe down. Let me do the thinking, Scrubby. Uh... Listen, Collins and them others, you know how they sleep in them firehouses? Sure, same as any place else, ain't it? Yeah, sure, but when the alarm comes in, you know what happens when the alarm comes in? Uh, how would I know? Since when I've been a fireman sleeping in a firehouse? Well, listen, then. There's this her big gong, see? It rings. And then the lights in the room where the guys are sleeping, the lights all go on. So all over the city, see, when the alarm comes in, up they get, slide down the pole, and climb on the fire wagon. Yeah? Suppose it ain't for them. Then they go back upstairs and hit the hay again. 
That's what the night watchman tells my old lady, the night watchman across from engine 209 at the bakery, see? I'm getting cold. Yeah, it's cold tonight. I don't like sitting here. You'll get hot enough soon, Scrubby. Well, what are we going to do, Polecat? False alarms. Uh, How do you like that? Boy. Sounds good, huh? Yeah, but they'll catch us. With me driving this crate? Don't worry. Cops or firemen or nothing. I don't care what. Nobody don't catch me. Not when I know these back alleys like I know my own face. Oh, man. Now, you ain't sorry you bagged your married sister Margie's house money, huh? Even if the guy she marries catches wives. Why the heck with him? When do we start, poor kid? Well, what's keeping you? Huh? The box, you dope. The box. Back where we turned into this alley. Oh, sure. The alarm box. Oh, boy. They'll think it's Foynihan's burning up. Go pull a box, Scrubby. I'll get set for the getaway. Here goes. Make it fast. This is rich, boy. Oh, is this ever rich? And less than a minute after Scrubby slips out of the car to set Polecat's wicked plan in motion... At the dormitory of Company 209, as in every fire department dormitory in the city, lights flash on. Great gongs tear the firemen from sleep. Oh, turn out! Come on, Gonagal, you're wanted on the telephone. Come on, out of my way. Let me hit that pole, Gonagal. Out of the pole. All right, 112, that's us. First two on the call board. All clear! All aboard! Let's go! So engine company 209 rolls to its first alarm. As Chief Cody, snug in his bed miles away, opens one eye, hearing the signal on the special alarm bell in his own quarters. <sighs> well, there go the boys. I'm glad I'm not on duty tonight. So sleepy... So sleepy to take five bells to make me turn out tonight. But the chief is wrong. There'll be no five-alarm fire tonight. But soon, Chief Cody will be out on the streets with Tim Collins and the rest for a wild ride to the darkness as Polecat and Scrubby carry on their vicious practical joke. Don't miss the next thrilling episode, another true-to-life story of the firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own hometown. But first, here's a message you ought to hear. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is your friend, Chief Cody. And I'd like to know what you think of this trick of pulling false alarms. I know how I feel. It's a vicious, reckless kind of trick. It risks the lives of firemen and the safety of expensive apparatus for nothing. And if an engine or a ladder truck should be out answering a false alarm, there could be delay in rolling to a real fire, resulting in loss of property and even life. That's my opinion, and I hope it's yours, too. But so long for now. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Firefighters. Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.